A stu stu Studio D production. Am I brown? Because I feel like, look how small. I'm talking at a reasonable volume. And look no, how I'm small brown. my wave is. No, you're caramel, Belle. Yeah, you're caramel. Oh, yeah, I'm caramel. I'm poop. Jess is chocolate. Middle yeah, fucking no, child. I don't get my own mic, and I'm poop color. You're chocolate. You're chocolate, because it's Neapolitan You're grandpa's cream. favorite. <laughs> That's true. I'm dark I'm chocolate. strawberry, everyone's favorite. Not mine. Ew. Strawberry ice cream is fucking gross. I'm caramel. Eat it, bitches. Talk, 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 Sit down, I want to tell you a story. A really weird and messed up story. Hello everyone, welcome to Effed Up Family Storytime. I'm Salem. And I'm Hannah. I'm back. Yay! Yay! And here today we have Jess. I'm back too! Yay! Yay. And Belle! Hey, I'm still here. Yeah! <laughs> Boo! Me no, too. <laughs> You're still stuck listening to my dumbass. Woohoo! So how's everyone doing? Mm, All right. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about how I'm doing right now. Yeah. And it's Netflix's fault. Oh, oh no! What's going on with Netflix? I hate Netflix because this morning I got up and I just wanted something on, didn't really need to care about it. So I did the surprise me, right? And it put on Friday Night Lights. I was like, oh yeah, I won't care about this, but I can have it on while I'm waking up. I am, I've watched two episodes and I am 100% hooked now. <laughs> I hate Netflix. I am like, I mean, at the end of the first episode, it's such drama, like, even, this is literally how it went. Like, I was watching, I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, okay, Texas football, yeah, they're all crazy. It's old, so some of the things they say, I'm like, eh, we talked like that back then. Um, and then all of a sudden, at the end, I'm just like, oh my god, I need to watch the next episode. <laughs> That's funny. I won't s spoil it for any of you who want to watch Friday Night Lights, because, yeah, it's so great. No. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah. When did that show come out? It's like, like fucking 30 years old, and no, you're like, oh, I won't spoil it. <laughs> it's not 30 years old because i don't know i just rewatched parks and rec that's why things are fresh in my mind because ann and leslie fight about whether they're riggins or uh um uh, what's his name sor sor what is his name i can't remember scorinson or sorkin or whatever his last name is <laughs> sor sor Sor-con. it's i think it's spelled s-o-r-c-a-n or something like that soramon <laughs> So that show was on from like 2007 to 2014 ish. So that would be when it was on. Really? Yeah. Oh, why did I think it was That's so much? That's still older? like almost ten years ago. It is. Right? It is. 2007 is it's like almost, almost 20, 20 years I ago. I heard 2014. Two, two 2014. Yeah. So I didn't hear the 2007. No, that's okay. I was, okay. I was, I was, like, I was focused <laughs> on what weird shit was on the tablecloth and brushing it off, and then I heard 2014. <laughs> So, um, oh, what? I don't know. Go ahead. Um, what? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Oh. I was just going to move things along. So? I was just going to move things along. Um, what are you going to say? I just wanted to say on the topic of Netflix, I've been watching so much of The Crown, which I think oh, is really yeah. funny because I only started watching it after Queen Elizabeth died. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, the queen's uh, dead. Now I'm interested. I... Um, but it's, 
really good. <laughs> Speaking of the queen. <laughs> nice. I saw a tweet today talking about Speaking how they had two the friends queen. that worked at two different places that both got threatened with termination because they talked shit about the queen online. Yeah, bitch. I was like, we. England's gnarly. No, it was here. It was here? Yeah, I was like, we won a war so that I didn't have to give a shit about the queen. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was here? Yeah. Damn. We could talk all kinds of shit about the president and that's okay, but. Yeah, but heaven forbid we talk about the queen. About the fucking queen of another country. <laughs> Because she's I, dead. She deserves our respect. Um, one of my favorite, so two favorite things I saw on the internet, like the day that she died. Um, one of them was this American guy who was like, oh, all these English people telling us to stop making fun of the queen. And they're like, oh, 9-11's in a few days. How are you going to feel when we make fun of that? And he was like, we invented 9-11 jokes. We started joking about 9-11 the week after it happened. <laughs> and I was like, accurate. James and I cannot... We all we talk, all we do is talk about nine eleven and yeah, like, this make is, jokes about it. It's like the fourth or fifth episode in I'm a row. I don't know why <laughs> I keep bringing up nine eleven because it's your I mean, it just birthday. happened. That's true. It did just happen, and I wasn't on the nine eleven podcast. Perhaps no, you for weren't. the better. You were probably a good thing. Sorry, I brought it to nine eleven like I always do. It's okay, <laughs> we're. I'm um, getting used to it. <laughs> Well, yeah. now Evie's in a totally different generation because she's part of the generation that was born after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. weird to think about. That's too. always weird to think about. After the I, ter- after after uh, Y two K. Yeah, after nine eleven. I have very very small flashes of memory of Y two K of everybody being in the basement and me not really knowing what was going on but just being really excited that we were watching the fireworks from the basement. How weird. How cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh dad was so I know. He made us all spend that New Year's Eve at their house with yeah. the stash of food in the basement. Uh-huh. He was all worried about everybody. Which was and down here. there for years. Yes, I know. Grandma was pulling jars from the basement that were probably canned for Y2K. Oh, yeah. yeah. When started, I was in high school. She started yeah. giving away the flour to us and all that. <laughs> like, and here she I was. Should hold I was, on to it because we're right back to where we were. <laughs> I know, right? Twenty years ago. I know we would have all been I mean, set during the COVID pandemic. Like, stashing cans and boxes of food in the basement. <laughs> she should have gotten more toilet paper for Y two K. Like, but yeah, that was fun because I had just turned eighteen in August of that year. And instead of going out with my friends on New Year's Eve, yeah, <laughs> I was at my parents' house in the basement. <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, because I knew, I mean, I still lived at home. I knew that there was no way I was going to get away with not staying <laughs> Well, there. Kelly was supposed to go to California with the band to a trip to Disney. Remember that? They and, went over New Year's Eve? Oh, and crazy. And Dad wouldn't let her go. <laughs> oh, I'm no. pretty sure we'll have to ask her for the details, How? but she is like, pissed about something <laughs> she, she didn't get to yeah, go to. She would have been 14-ish then, wouldn't she? So freshman. I just want to know how much Coast to Coast was Grandpa listening to during the buildup oh, of Y2K. Lots of, lots of Coast to Coast, yes. I don't know what Coast that to Coast AM, Art Bell. Art Bell. Oh, yes. yes. Okay, gotcha. Lots Art and Bell, I know. He would stand in the driveway and him and Jerome would talk. They would while, make plans. While yes. your dad was smoking, Grandpa would stand out there with him and they would just talk for hours and hours about Art Bell. 
and they would come plans out and, about how they would protect the oh, house. Oh yeah, that too. Oh, yeah, and, be, and say things like being up on the roof with their guns. <laughs> and, so ridiculous. So for when the shit They're goes down. They're both Dale Gribble. Like, Jesus Christ. And you want to know the saddest thing ever, guys? What? I married someone. I know! Like you did. that. You did. Like, he's a lot better now, too. but... He's a Georgia, lot... Georgia, No, but you did it. Oh, well, yeah, right. of course. Yeah, yeah I just said. He's a lot better dad. now, but... Remember, hey, remember when he was way into like survivalist and he had like bug out bags for every one of oh, us yeah. in the family mm-hmm. fort? Not if... The shit goes down, but for when? when. <laughs> he would even and tell me things like, like, I got a bag for you. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks, I know, Chris. Right? Dad talks to me even about that now, sometimes. Yeah, like, when I went to pick Bell up from work the uh, other day, he's like, what do you think our chances are of taking over this hotel when it all falls to shit? Like, when the world falls to shit. And I was like, I've already, thinking about I've already that. been talking about that, about meet me at the hotel. And he's like, no, we're not going to meet at the hotel. You're going to meet at my place so we can collect all the supplies and the guns. And then we're exactly. going to go to the hotel. Like, the first thing I'm doing is hooking up with Chris and yeah. all of his weapons. Yeah. Well, you have a bunker. Then they'll oh, take yeah. You guys in, so you've got a safe place. They'll take I, everybody in if you guys want to come up there. Well, if we can't get in the hotel, then we're coming. We can, <laughs> I mean, we could easily build an unpenetrable fence around their property if we wanted to. Yeah. I don't know why we started talking about this one day. No, not this. No, oh, but like I don't know why we in the past. <laughs> well, we talk about this shit all the time. But so the conversation came up that like dad and Evie for some reason would be the best team to have for the end of the world. Oh, I remember and that. And so we were going to make a comic of like dad and Evie, like a like zombie apocalypse or something. I just want to say, I know you guys have been talking about 9-11 a lot, but I haven't. And I really appreciate that we didn't just talk about our cats the whole time. I know. I was thinking I'm that proud, was great. I'm You're proud welcome. of us. I am I'm very proud of us. Of us. We're, Instead, we're I'll just continue to talk about 9-11. We're growing. We've <laughs> branched yeah. out to another subject. <laughs> we have two now, cats and 9-11. 9/11. Maybe we'll get three someday. Bringing back 9-11. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just so briefly. So this. briefly. I saw a TikTok that was like... Uh, uh, the girls and the gays all have like three different areas of history they're interested in and like obsessed with. And I was like, James, what are my three? And he was like, well, like Russian history. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but what specifically? And he was like, well, the Romanovs. And I was like, yes, correct. <laughs> uh, number two, who's like that fucking French bitch. And I was like, Marie Antoinette. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, also correct. And then he thought about it for a second and he was like, and 9 11. <laughs> And I was like, oh shit, is 9-11 my third historical area of interest? (laughs) It might be. That's pretty funny. So we are here recording our 68th episode. Oh, I can't wait until we get to 69. (gasps) Am I going to tell it on 69? Fuck yes, I am. (laughs) Oh, you should make it the story something that involves 69ing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you should. All right, so because that would be really a fucked up story to tell with your mom on the podcast <laughs> and your aunts. All right, guys, so we're gonna go ahead and get into our story. And this week, it is me telling the story, Mama. Yay! And uh, it's gonna be a bit of a shorter episode, but it's gonna be one of those, as I like to say, short but gruesome as fuck. 
So good because I talked about 9-11 for too long. Yeah, Sorry. So um, all right. So I am telling the story of Greyhound Bus number eleven seventy or one thousand one hundred and seventy or one one seven zero. I don't know what sounds better. So I'll give them all to you. <laughs> I'm talking spooky because it's almost Halloween. Don't be a Halloweeny, Salem. So, (laughs) if only the listeners could see the look I got. It was the 30th of July, 2008. It was a Wednesday. 22-year-old Tim McLean boarded the 1170 Greyhound bus in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. He was on his way home after working at a carnival in Alberta, and uh, Tim really enjoyed the carnival life. It offered freedom and, like, variety. He really liked talking to people. He was young. He was pretty excited about his life and his future. He had a son on the way. Just to give you a little bit of background on Tim. So he uh, boards the bus. Like, I've heard varying tales One article I read said he boarded the bus at midnight, but then it would have been midnight on the 29th going into the 30th. Others said that he boarded the bus like around noon. So I don't know if it was like a typo, which one is right. Either way, it's 12. He boarded boarded the bus at 12. What year is this? I missed 2008. Okay. So um, he boards the bus around 12 (laughs) and he's heading, the bus is headed into uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, and then we'll travel through Saskatchewan. So it's traveling along the Yellow Highway. I don't know if any if any of you guys care about this highway i don't know what the yellow highway is it's in canada is it the highway in canada is it like the yellow brick road canada's version of the yellow brick road is oz in canada or is canada just trying to seem cool or is canada in oz (gasps) oh it's the yellow head highway oh did i oh yeah i wrote it the right way i just said it the wrong way the yellow head highway I have the Google for what it is. If what you is want it? Me. It's just an interprovincial highway in Western Canada that runs from Winnipeg to Graham Island off the coast of British Columbia via Saskatoon and Edmonton. All right. So it's I love just Saskatoon. a highway. Saskatoon. I mean, come on. Could you not come up with a sillier name? I mean, Saskatoon. <laughs> I love well, it. Well, you don't have to say it that way. <laughs> oh, I do. I can't say it any other way. Moving on. So it was a really long trip. Uh, Tim, when he boarded the bus, he went to the back of the bus. He sat like the row right in front of the bathroom. And he said some pleasantries to people as he got on. But then he put his headphones on and leaned his head against the window and he went to sleep. And it was around 6.55 that evening that Vance Lee boarded the bus. So initially, when Lee boarded the bus, he sat at the front of the bus but after a scheduled stop, um, he got off to smoke a cigarette. And when he got back on, he went to the back of the bus and he sat in the empty seat next to Tim McLean. Well, if that guy got on at 6.50, whatever, in the evening. Then it was noon. I think we can deduce <laughs> that it was noon. It was noon or it was midnight the night before. Oh, and then uh, he just like drove. Because I, I'm thinking it was midnight the night before because there was a comment that he had been on the bus for 19 hours by the oh. time that Lee came and sat next to him. 
That makes sense. So there was a witness that later told the police that the strange agitated man boarded the bus with her. He had, he had been pacing back and forth and talking to himself in a foreign language. When they stepped aboard the bus, the man sat toward the front, but after a smoke break, she saw him move towards the rear next to McLean. So he was already exhibiting some weird behavior, and we'll go into a little bit of what like had happened with Vance Lee before all of this on the bus occurs. So Lee sits down next to Tim. Tim is still sleeping with his head, you know, with his headphones on, um, head against the window. About a half an hour after Lee sits down, the other passengers they see him stand up and they hear a blood curdling scream. Lee was stabbing Tim repeatedly in the neck. And the chest. One witness said that it had to have been 50 or 60 times that he stabbed him. Tim, he fought back as best he could, but he couldn't overpower him. He had a kitchen knife, a large kitchen knife, and he um, couldn't stop him from stabbing him. So passengers at that point, they began to scream, which alerted the bus driver to what was going on. And the bus driver pulled, his name was Bruce Martin. He pulled the bus over to the side of the road and he opened the doors so the passengers could get out. And all of the passengers ran off of the bus. But the bus driver stayed, and he was trying to get Lee to stop. He was trying to get him to put the, the knife down. And Lee charged him with the knife and forced him off of the bus and then, like, barricaded the doors so he couldn't get back in. And then he went back over towards McLean's body. After Lee forced the bus driver, forced Martin off of the bus... Martin called 911, so the police were on their way. They arrived about a half an hour after the attack started, so around 9 o'clock they got there. What the fuck are the police in Canada doing? A half an hour after... Well, they're kind of in the middle of nowhere. They're kind of like on this bus trip from Edmonton to Winnipeg, and they're in this place where they're like on the side of the highway in the middle of nowhere. All right. I mean, so, yeah. if you got stranded in like a mountain town and a killer was after you, I mean, that still is a long time. But it's a long time for there's a lot being stabbed to death. Well, but there's a lot of wilderness in Canada still, so yeah. there may not be a town nearby wherever they yeah. stopped. So you'd have to think of it like getting stuck, stabbed somewhere in the mountains with no small mountain town nearby That's or true. anything and like that. I forget people don't live in metropolitan cities even, sometimes. Even <laughs> when you're driving through Kansas sometimes, like there will be yeah. huge stretches of road where for miles there's not even an exit. You know what I mean? And like if you're fucked there, like yeah. you and can't really fucked. expect the cops to get there in time. So the passengers... They did state that when Lee boarded the bus, the one lady said he appeared agitated, but when he sat next to McLean, there was no interaction. There was, like, no tension. There was nothing that provoked him to attacking. One of the passengers also stated that he was, like, robotic in his movements, that he was very calm, didn't show any emotion at all, and just was, like, robotically stabbing McLean. So after everybody was off of the bus, they watched him pacing back and forth for like a minute, agitated, and then he went back to McLean's body and started stabbing it again. And at this point, he decapitates McLean and then holds his head up to the passengers standing outside of the bus, like displaying his head to all of them, and then drops his head on the floor 
and goes back to McLean's body and continues to cut on it, removing pieces of flesh and removing organs and eating pieces of the flesh and pieces of the organs. While all of these horrified passengers stood and watched. At some point while all of this was going on, a truck driver saw all of the passengers and the bus on the side of the road. And so he pulled over to offer help. And he saw, when he saw what was going on, he went up to the bus door and like used a crowbar and a hammer to like wedge the door closed so that Lee couldn't escape. Um, and hurt somebody. He was concerned that he would hurt somebody else. But while he was doing that, he witnessed Lee decapitating McLean. Mm, and like, so, like eating humans is gross enough by itself, but it was raw. Like just imagine yeah. eating raw chicken skin. I mean, just like, cutting pieces off, pieces of flesh and organs, and just eating them. That's what he was doing with all of these people, just like horrified watching it. And, and it's like a train wreck. I bet they couldn't look away. Like, sure, I don't want to yeah. see this, but Some I can't stop. Interactive like, art piece. Yeah. And the bus driver. No. <laughs> You're disgusting. Oh, it's horrible. That's like, yeah. I did find one account. So um, <laughs> I don't have the guy's name. I'm pretty sure it was Syrup was his last name. But there was one account that I found of another bus driver that was following um, behind the bus that Lee and McLean were on. And so when the bus in front of him pulled over, he pulled over behind him. So he was also there and witnessed it. And he helped to disable the bus so that, that Lee couldn't drive it away. So one article I read said that Martin pushed a button in the back of the bus to disable it. And then another article I read said that Syrup got under the hood and did something to disable it. I love how you get such different information sometimes, and I just like to share it all, because I don't know what if any of it I'm, is true. I'm sorry, but I was laughing at that sentence. Just listen to this. <laughs> Syrup got under the hood and disabled the bus. <laughs> Maple Syrup. Did I tell you his first name was like, Maple? No, it so wasn't. Like, it was like are you Steve. sure it was a person? It was and Steve. It was like Steve Syrup. <laughs> and it was spelled S-C-Y-R-U-P. So it could have been Skirup, but I think it's Syrup. I just, I don't know why that struck me as so funny. Because I, Syrup, and I was thinking the guy, but then you're like, got under the hood. And I was like, oh God, it, they made it sticky. <laughs> Maybe he did. I don't know. I have no idea how the bus was actually disabled, but it was disabled. And I'm sorry to be stereotyping, but... A Canadian person named Syrup. I was thinking that too. <laughs> Spelled S-C-Y. Well, R-U-P. <laughs> anyway, the police arrived, like I said, about a half an hour after the entire incident began, and they moved the passengers to a safe location that was not on the side of the highway watching this horrific thing happen. And then they came back and proceeded to have a four-hour standoff with this guy. And at like 1.30 in the morning, he tried to escape by breaking a window. And at that point, they arrested him. And when he was arrested, he was quoted to have said, I'm sorry, I'm guilty, please kill me. They should have just blown the bus up instead of waiting four hours for him to get off. I don't know if they, maybe they don't carry guns. Because I feel like in America, they would have just shot the fucking guy no. at that point. He's in there while the police are there. For the four hours, he's like slashing meat and I know, right? removing organs well, and eating this guy. Gun laws? So I don't the know. police carry guns in Canada. It's not like Britain where they don't carry guns or England, at least, yeah. where they don't carry guns. I watched 
so much crap on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've been watching this true crime documentary about Canadian crimes. And so I've gleaned from the live footage from those that uh, they carry guns in Canada. And from so I believe in Canada, the police do have guns. So, but they're nicer in Canada. Yeah, just... I don't know. I don't know if they were concerned about their safety or because it was just this, it was just Lee. And then obviously McLean is dead at this point. He was probably dead before. Oh, like if he stabbed him, like truly he like was, 50, yeah. 60 times, like the one witness said, he was dead by the time everybody got off the bus. And he and may... Lee barricaded himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he... And he may have been hiding, too. Like, we say, you know, America, they would have shot it up. But if he's hiding under the seats no and they point. don't see him, you know... No point in shooting, yeah. I don't know. I think they value taking people lo- alive and prosecuting them maybe a little more than Americans do. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's such an American view to be like, why don't they just shoot him? But I, I still wonder why they didn't I mean, I, just shoot him. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. after four hours of a standoff, I mean, there was nobody in there that he could hurt at that point. So I guess it wasn't like yeah, it's just waiting. you needed to kill him before he could hurt somebody else. It was just waiting. So yeah. I guess well, I get it. And even in Britain, just we're talking about gun laws, they use guns with their special tactics teams. Like if they have to go take someone from a house, they'll bring units with them that have firearms and stuff just throwing that out there for all you people who wondered (laughs) so well that's where i think i'll take a break and when we come back we'll talk a little bit about what maybe led up to lee's psychotic break and the aftermath of all of this so break time dang (laughs) everyone's so quiet I'm trying to process it all without having to get drunk. Hey, little Shemmies. Thanks for tuning in. While we were on our break, I just wanted to let you guys know how you can get a hold of us if you wanted to send us an email with your spooky stories. I'm still waiting for you to tell me those so I could tell them to you. Our email is ffsthepodcast at gmail.com. We'd also love to hear from you on the various social media sites. We're ffsthepodcast on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. You can find us at E-F-F-E-D up story time. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. We love you, Shemmies. And uh, back to the show. So, this picture. Oh, poor poor baby. baby. So we're back. Yo. Hello, everyone. Hannah, Hello. what are you doing? <laughs> Pulling off little hangnails. Stop. <laughs> but they're doing that thing that everyone dreads when they like go yeah, down Yeah, that's your why finger. you don't do it. That's why you get a Band-Aid so you don't pick at it. That's why I had the look of horror on my face. <laughs> <the> Stop. <laughs> Well, I guess we're going to jump right back into the story while Hannah (laughs) mutilates herself. Let's see. So we left off with Lee getting arrested by the police after he made an escape. Also, I looked it up. It is Vince, not Vance. It is Vince. I was wrong. I did type it right. Yay. So let's do a little uh, background on Lee. So he was a Chinese immigrant and he had become a Canadian citizen, I think, like, I don't have it written down, but before 20, oh, 2008, before 2008. 
So his wife, his ex-wife, Anna, said that um, over the course of a number of days before this incident, he had been acting weird. He was not eating and he wasn't sleeping. And she recalled that he cried a lot and told me he saw God. So then uh, a couple of weeks before the incident, Lee had been fired from his job at Walmart. It was in July still. And he was fired due to some altercation that he had with a coworker. And he was acting, I mean, it sounds like he was acting erratically, but uh, shortly after he said he started hearing voices and then he said he believed that God was speaking to him. So he sold all of his belongings and he was going to move to Winnipeg. And that's when he boarded a bus. And that was the bus that McLean was on. So at around noon on July 28th, Lee boarded a Greyhound bus to Edmonton bound for Winnipeg. On the 29th, around 6 p.m., Lee got off the bus in Erickson, Manitoba, and stayed the night on a bench next to a grocery store. According to one witness, he was seen at 3 a.m. sitting bolt upright with his eyes wide open. On the morning of the 30th, he was still at the same bench, and he sold his laptop computer to a 15-year-old boy for 60 bucks. That kid knows how to spot a deal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No doubt. So then he um, later boarded the bus that McLean was on, and then the incident happened. When he was arrested, he was charged with second-degree murder. Um, He pled non-criminally responsible due to mental illness. And a psychiatrist testified on his behalf that Lee had committed the act because, quote, God's voice told him McLean was a force of evil and should be executed. Lee was found not criminally responsible, and he was sentenced to a psychiatric hospital, Selkirk Mental Health Center. And that was in 2009. By 2012, Lee was granted time out of the facility supervised by staff members. He gave an interview at this time telling reporters that he began hearing the voice of God in 2004 and wanted to save people from an alien attack. And then there is an incident in 2005 where he is found wandering on a highway, and I believe it's in Ontario, and the police pick him up, and he is sent to a hospital for a brief amount of time. And this is when he started hearing... The voice of God. So can I ask a question? Sure. He's saying that God is telling him that aliens are coming to destroy Earth. That's what he said, is that... But God created everything. If you believe in God, that's what you buy into. So he's sending his creations to kill us? I guess. Religious delusions don't make sense. Or are, we assume, of the time. or are we assuming that Lucifer corrupted those aliens? Because Lucifer didn't create anything; he just corrupts what God created, right? Or well, she? God created everything on Earth, right? Did He create everything in the universe? Does I, it say that? I think that many devout people think God created everything. I, well, yeah. So, um, by yeah, by 2012. He was granted time out of the out of the facility supervised. Um, by 2015, 
Lee was granted unsupervised visits outside of the facility. In 2016, Lee legally changed his name to Will Baker and was released from the facility with the right to live independently. And in 2017, Vince Lee, now Will Barker, was granted absolute discharge from legal obligations and restrictions surrounding his independent living situation. So basically now he is living on his own, unsupervised. He doesn't have to check in. He doesn't have to go to a psychiatrist. He doesn't have any of that mandatory stuff. But there's also been no other incidents with him. So, Well, maybe God counseled him on how to hide it better so that he could complete God's mission. I don't think he hears God's voice anymore. So he says. I think because <laughs> sorry, in like, he was only first diagnosed when he got arrested, right? Because I read somewhere, I think he has like schizophrenia. He yeah, was he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. with schizophrenia. I don't know if they diagnosed him in that short hospital stay that he had in like 2005. Oh. But he didn't have like mandatory aftercare. And so he never followed through with it. So they may not have diagnosed him then. But he yeah. was diagnosed with schizophrenia after this incident. and But, like, if he was just starting to exhibit symptoms and then he got diagnosed and then he got, like, medication, yeah, there's not really anything to suggest that he would not, that he would stop taking his medication if he's never... He's never been, been treated. It, and, he's never been treated for yeah. it and, like... And that, and you know, if it was someone, if it was someone who had a history of stopping their medication, stopping their treatment, and like continuing to have schizophrenic delusions, then I feel like it would be more likely that he would at least have some mandatory checkups and stuff. Yeah, but like he doesn't have a history of that because he has a very brief history of having this illness to begin with. Yeah. I mean, he did say he started hearing the voice of God around 2004. So he had been having some schizophrenic symptoms but when you're, for like four years before When this people happened. are in the middle of their delusions, specifically like hardcore schizophrenic delusions, and like they don't... They're not going to listen if you say that they're schizophrenic until you basically no. force them to get the treatment yeah. that they need. Yeah. They're not going <laughs> to believe it. So, so he, um, yeah, so he's been released. I'm not, nobody, I don't know where he is. I didn't try to figure out where he is. Let him live his life. Hopefully he, he is rehabilitated. They did have one of the people from the hospital stated in an interview that most people that they have like come in on similar kind of situation, usually once they are given absolute discharge, that they usually never do commit any kind of crime again. Like they never have to go back to the hospital. They usually do fine. So their belief is that he's going to follow along those. And Canada has different kind of guy like that wouldn't be the case here because this guy horrifically murdered another guy in the United States. I believe he would have at least done some jail time. He may still have been released, but he may not have even been released ever. He might have had to spend the rest of his life in like a psychiatric ward. Yeah, that's what I would say because America is so shitty about mental health. <laughs> right. I think that if he had if this crime had been committed in America, he probably would have been found not guilty by reason of insanity. But yeah. Like, I think he would have been put in a psychiatric hospital forever. Right. Well, there are some people that were affected. So the Tim McLean was not the only victim in this. All of the passengers suffered some form of PTSD because of this incident to some extent. Some was more extreme than others. 
Um, but everybody, there were people that like there was one 18 year old that was on the bus sitting right next to them with his wife, newlywed wife, mm. and they fled. I thought it was kind of funny. And this is no judgment because I can't tell you what I would do. But they essentially had to like jump over him to run out of the bus. I would. I think I would attack the guy. I think I would be like, get There's, the fuck off of like, him. But maybe not because you're terrified. I guess right? so. But there was nobody who had the thought of let's try to save this other man. Yeah, like, exactly. And Everybody I was just, wondering that when you were talking about it because I thought that was kind of weird the that there wasn't one. a single person. The only one was the bus driver right. who got everybody else off the bus. And I understand this guy was acting crazy. He was like every like more than one witness said he was acting robotic, right. no emotion, very calm. Um, the one bus driver that had was following behind and stopped, he said he, that he got on the bus to try to stop the guy. Excuse me, like he was yelling at him and Lee looked up and like said in this emotionless voice, get emergency. Like, so I don't know, but that's the one account that I found of that. So, um, well, yeah. And like you said, nobody knows what they would do. I don't know what I would do, no, but it I just surprises know. me that not a, there wasn't one person or who they would didn't have like the... band together. Like I understand right. a single person being afraid to try to fight him with this knife because like Tim McLean wasn't necessarily a small guy. Right. He was young. He couldn't fight this guy off. So he's well, obviously surprised too, though. Yeah. So. so he's obviously strong enough that right. it would probably take more than one person to be able to fight him off and not sure. get hurt. But they didn't even, no, they all the, just ran. Yeah. There was no, it just, like, yeah, you could end up with a whole bus full of people who just ran. It just surprises me that there wasn't one or two that react, didn't I, I, react with flight, right? I, we all have fight, yeah. flight, or freeze, and everybody on that bus acted in flight. In flight, yep. Which surprises me. Yeah, I know. I thought about that, too, but maybe it was the suddenness of it because it maybe. was like 830 at night. People are on this bus still for many hours. They're starting to fall asleep and like in their own doing their own thing. I don't know. This guy's one witness said they thought was had stabbed him, stabbed McLean 50 to 60 times. I mean, that's acting robotic and emotionless. Yeah. I don't know. I can't it's say what I would do. Say, I would yeah. probably run unless I had to fight to like protect somebody that I loved, you know. I would yeah. probably run too and then later feel guilty for it and kill like beat myself up for it for the rest of my life like cuz I didn't do anything. You know <laughs> what I mean? A... Oh, Salem, don't that's, be that way. That's probably what I would do. Anyway, so there were a lot of people that struggled. Like I said that 18-year-old, he was in university. And uh, he basically flunked out, never got his degree. There were people that lost their jobs because they couldn't work anymore. There were people that were almost like secluded in their homes because they were afraid to leave their homes after that. Uh, the truck driver that stopped and saw McLean being decapitated uh, turned to alcohol, became an alcoholic. So it's there, well, there were more victims. And they... Most of them all wish that this guy would have gotten at least some jail time. Yeah. Like all of them feel that he that that he did not get what he deserved that justice wasn't served in this case. So well, and you have to think too when you think about the trauma they experienced. It wasn't just seeing someone get murdered. 
but it was seeing someone get murdered with no provocation. So that makes it even scarier. It yeah. adds to that. In his like, sleep. He's I'm sleeping. Not, yeah. It adds to that. I'm not safe leaving my house feeling because this guy didn't was doing nothing and he got stabbed to death, you know, and yeah. then eaten and his head cut off. Yeah. And I think that part of it, too, like oh, totally, to see yeah. him be decapitated and eaten and all of that. All right. Well, that's my story, guys. I don't really have anything else. Yay. I don't know if you guys have anything to, to add. Question like mark? <laughs> yeah. I know. It's a pretty gruesome one. Oh. It's sad. And Vince Lee has been, has gone on to say he feels really horrible about what happened. Like, he didn't want to do that. He didn't, like, mean to do that. He well, had yeah, no, yeah. And that, he just, like... He feels like every single day he lives with this knowledge of what he did and he's like horrified by yeah. it. Can you imagine eating somebody in like some well, weird schizophrenic like like state and then once you come back yeah. to reality knowing you ate somebody, I think I'd throw up every day. Do you I know, know what I right? mean? Like, like I, would, I wonder if I could ever eat again. I would be like, Will you just put me on death row now? Like Yeah, and he did ask to be killed and I think he did want to die for a long time. Well, and it makes me wonder too of some of him, some of normal Vince was trying to come out when he said to the one bus driver, like, call, get emergency. Like, it's so broken, but like, is he trying to overcome his. Yeah. Well, you know what and I mean? like, I don't know how aware you are with that because I yeah. don't have schizophrenia, so I can't even guess, but it's just almost like he's push trying to push through and tell him help get help you know yeah and then when he's captured he says uh, i'm sorry please kill me you know like he immediately had remorse for what he had done so all right well i guess with that fine note we can move on to some things that don't suck Things that don't suck. Yeah. Yeah. I try I was to all make crackly. that suck every time. So, because it's ironic, right? If I sing things that don't suck, but it sucks. Uh. <laughs> it is ironic, isn't it? All right. Who wants to go first? Nobody. No, nobody. I guess I can has... go first. Okay. Well, yesterday I got a haircut that nobody complimented, but I'm feeling really good. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> It looks I really feel, cute. I just feel like, you know, it's like one of those, like you get a good haircut. It's exactly what you asked for. It ends up looking really good. I was telling Kyle, because I've always gone to like bargain hair salons, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was telling Kyle, I was like, I've never had anybody do like a bad job. The only time I've ever really gotten a bad haircut is because I picked a bad haircut. <laughs> <laughs> or when your mom used to cut your hair for you. I used, I did get a bad haircut once at Great Clips where this lady like thinned my bangs oh, no. and it was like horrifying. It was pretty bad, but your hair looks cute. I like it. It's very nice. I like how we just glossed over how your mom would cut your hair because you looked like a page boy from medieval times. But she was like a little kid. <laughs> I didn't have any money. I know, but like... It looked like you literally put a bowl on her head and cut around. I it. didn't cut that hair. That's what she got at the oh, fucking place. Oh, I thought that one you cut. <laughs> no, and that's what <laughs> like, she chose. Like, like that's what she. she that's chose. what I mean. Because I would. You girls remember? I would open the book, and you guys would flip through, and I'd be like, "Are you sure that's the haircut you want?" Okay. That's what I mean. The whole Every time, time I've gotten a bad haircut, I mean, I did make I've you done it shorter myself. hair because. Because you always like you couldn't brush your hair without you crying so i didn't make you get shorter haircuts so you were limited but yes that was one that 
See, all these we, years, yeah. looking at that picture of her, she had those that goofy grin and that dumb haircut. <laughs> yeah. and I think Red she lips. had her little glasses on then, too, even. Oh. And I was like, oh, that kid... <laughs> Sucks that her mom cuts her hair. I had no idea that she, you did not cut that, Salo. I she chose it herself. <laughs> That's what I mean. What's your thing that doesn't suck? Jessie? I don't have one. This week was horrible. Um, thing that doesn't suck. Thing that doesn't suck. Chris gave me money so I could finally take care of my face and get face stuff. So yeah, oh, that doesn't cool. suck. Yeah. What sucks is I couldn't get it myself because Evie's medical bills, but. Yeah. What su- what doesn't suck is Chris can help now. That is Yay. cool. That's it's nice. finally settled. If and- you're looking for really nice, affordable brands that you can buy at Target, uh, I've got some recommendations. Okay. We should move on. Yes, we you should. You guys can talk skincare yeah, on break. Belle got yeah, Belle got a thousand hours, but Jess. Okay, Hannah's Sorry. turn. <laughs> Hannah, what is sucking? We were all what laughing about me in your life. <laughs> Uh, well, Hannah, what isn't sucking in your life? Um, I guess my thing that doesn't suck is that I'm not as sick as I was That's on good. Monday. Yeah, you were pretty I sick. Because I had strep, an inner ear infection, Ugh. a middle ear infection, uh. or no, a middle ear infection, an outer ear infection, and a perforated eardrum. How did you Let's get a perforated eardrum? How did you perforate your eardrum? The infection. Oh, yeah, it, it because if you have a bad it, enough yeah. ear infection, then it kind of like pushes on the eardrum and it's like, let me out. Mm-hmm. And so then if it's really bad, it'll pop out and it'll be like, I'm here. And it goes, <laughs> it's like, <Hello>. I'm infected. <laughs> All right. Well, my thing that doesn't suck is that Grandma Georgia and Grandpa George just had their 60th wedding anniversary and we had a really nice party for them and it was really fun it was good to see all the family and we had good food and a yummy cake and it was it was good yeah woo you know what's kind of weird Hannah and I technically had things that don't suck but they were really born out of negatives weren't (laughs) they yeah but that's okay Mm. you know what we do the best we can (laughs) our thing that doesn't suck is it's not as bad as it was was. (laughs) better than it used to be yep and that's okay we we gotta find our happiness where we can you know it's hard sometimes but we get through and we're here for each other and we're gonna take a we're not going to take a break. We're going to say goodbye. I say welcome We're to going Salem. To goodbye, Love everybody hours. Yeah. Thanks for okay, tuning Okay, I in. say we don't take a break. Stop. 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 Go. Before we do that.